Hi, this is Bailey, and I'm a special educator at Forest Ridge Elementary in Laurel, Maryland. Um, This past year, I've worked in second and fifth grade, but have experience in K through five from past years. This is Katie. I'm a special education teacher at Bellow Spring Elementary in Ellicott City. This is my fifth year in the county as a special educator, and I've worked with students from preschool to fifth grade. Today, we are going to discuss tips for collaboration between educators and parents for a smooth IEP process and relationship. As special educators, we know how important it is to build a positive relationship with the IEP team and parents. And we really want to get to know our families that we're working with. We want to build a strong foundation and make sure that there's trust amongst the team members. Um, And so today we're going to talk about different ideas that we have and tips we can share with you in order to build that connection with the families that you work with. Bailey, what's one idea that you have about um, um, increasing collaboration with families? So something that um, I was thinking about and we were discussing earlier was creating um, some type of cheat sheet for parents or just members of the IEP team Um, and it would just be kind of a guide for them that didn't have um, all of the IEP uh, legal jargon and it would just have information related to their child's, you know, who is my child's homeroom teacher, who's my child's math teacher, my child's case manager, you know, what is my child doing in class? Like when they are in math, what are they working on? Oh, they're working on number sense or they're working on fractions. Um, How are they working on those things? Oh, they're being provided with um, these accommodations or this calculator. They are gonna have their own device to work on writing. And so it's just um, a nice way for parents to feel like they are in the know and involved without having to decipher and go through a legal document of an IEP that sometimes for some students could be 60, 70 pages long. So it's just a nice way to kind of condense that information in a way that a parent can understand and follow. So, Katie, what's what's another thing? Um, I absolutely agree with what you said about um, really showing who you are and what your student, what their student is doing in the classroom. Um, and one thing that I would say is make sure that you're building a connection at the beginning of the school year. Um, just starting that off right away, introducing yourself, reaching out so that the um, parent can um, have, have the opportunity to build that connection right from the first day. I already had a parent ask me at the end of this school year who their daughter's teacher would be for next year. They're already eager to make that connection and to make sure that their daughter is getting everything that she needs to be successful at school. Um, and another really important thing um, that I would say is to try to understand the parent's point of view. I know that you've seen this, but so many times we have parents who are working, they have other children in the school system, they have other duties and responsibilities that we have to look out when we are planning meetings, we are scheduling times, we need to work around their um, daily schedule, their work schedule. Mm-hmm. 
Some parents prefer to have phone conversations so that they can call in on a break from work. Um, and so really getting to know what is the best way to communicate with the parent. Yes. Um, and also to know their barriers. Sometimes there's a language barrier. Maybe mm -hmm. they speak a different language um, that we aren't able to speak. And so we have to get an interpreter involved. Um, but then you also find this divide between um, you know, if there's an English barrier, um, but then they might not understand everything that we're doing right. for their student because of the culture differences. Right. Um, and even the fact that we are talking about their student who, their child who now has a disability can be a really emotional topic. Um, I had a parent come into a meeting one time and I said, hi, how are you doing? I greeted her in the morning and she said, I just want to get this meeting over with. And for the rest of the, the meeting, I was thinking, we just need to show her how much we are supporting her son, how um, you know caring and loving we are. Sometimes being a special ed teacher, you find that you're swamped with all this paperwork and meetings and you really have to get back to the important part and we, we need to show the families that, that is what matters the most um do you find that there are different barriers with your families yeah i mean i think the language barrier for sure we have um a pretty big ell population at forest ridge and that a lot of the time is what we run into you know parents don't show up to meetings because the notification they get for the meetings in English. So they, you know, can't read it. Or a lot of the times we have uh, one family in particular that the parent eventually told us, like, I haven't been purposely missing these meetings, but I have to work. Like, I have to take off work to come here in the middle of the day, and I can't afford to do that. So she eventually came in for one meeting and said, um, you know, that she would be able to come in for a third meeting, but she needed to know well in advance so that she could ask off for work. And so I think um, a lot of the times your instinct, because you're the one scheduling the meetings and having to get everybody there and facilitate it, is to get frustrated. Um, but I try to make a conscious effort to just say, you know, these are parents and they're trying the best they can. And especially when there's something like a language barrier, like that kind of adds to it. So that's definitely something that I've run into as well. Um, another tip that I was thinking about, and uh, we actually recently started at Forest Ridge a year or two ago, was um, we kind of revamped our conference room. And so when parents come in for meetings, um, we have nameplates that everyone has in front of them where they write their name. Um, just so throughout the meeting, you know, if someone's talking and I don't want a parent thinking, oh, you know, I'm listening to them, but like, what's their name? I forgot. Wait, what's their position? How do they know my child? So we have everybody write their name and their position on the nameplate. Um, and along with everyone introducing themselves at the beginning of every meeting, which is pretty standard, um, but that just helps to kind of ring the bell throughout the meeting as to who's who and not have to worry about forgetting people. Um, we also started to, we created a binder about a year ago that has um, a lot of different important information laminated um, so we might have important special education information, so supplement documents, 
you know, things that we have to go over when we're qualifying a student, um, benchmarking information. So when we're talking to a parent, you know, your child's reading at a such and such benchmark. A lot of parents have no idea what that means. So this document shows them like, oh, a R is fourth grade, second quarter, and my child's, you know, at the end of fifth grade. So they're about a year and a half below. Um, so it's just some visuals that are important. Um, we also provide a note-taking sheet, which has been um, appreciated by a lot of parents. And it's just something that they have in front of them that they can take home and take, take notes, um, whatever they feel is important. And then we also just provide a folder, like a plain manila folder for them to kind of put everything in at the end of the meeting um, so they don't feel like they're walking out with all these different documents and they don't know what they are and um, just helps them feel a little less overwhelmed. And when we can, we also like to have just small bottles of water. Um, and it's just like a little something extra just to make the parent feel a little more comfortable. Um, and I know initially when our principal had kind of suggested these things, we were like, well, we've been doing things the way we've been doing them for a few years and there's no need to change them and nobody's complained, so why fix it? But kind of adding those personal touches there um, is definitely helpful and has made for um, nice, smooth IEP meetings. So those are some suggestions on uh, suggestions and tips rather for collaboration between educators and parents. Is there anything else, Katie, that you were thinking of to suggest? All right. Well, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. Sorry. I just realized that I was on